I'm recording now. As am I. All right, going to start the countdown now. In five, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 370 of the Direct Testers Podcast. I'm your host, always, and Tyler. And joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Yo, Tyler. I'm all right. Started my new work this past week, so that's been exciting. But on top of that, I've been mostly on a journey that I was not expecting to take, but I embarked on it. (laughs) But I'll get into more details when we get into what we've been playing. But at at this moment in time, how have you been doing? Doing okay. You know, it's been a long, long, it's Sunday night. It's been a long weekend. Uh, You know, I was working, but uh, it's been okay, though, otherwise, you know, had fourth... Uh, family and I did our Fourth uh, of July on the third. We always, we always do it on the third. Nice. Um, so that was fun. We went bought some fireworks and stuff like that, and had a blast doing all that. Uh, other than that, you know, nothing too too crazy going on. You know, just uh, trying to stay uh, socially distanced as I can, as always. Uh, you know, wearing a mask everywhere I go. I got my I got allergies going on right now. It, it's been the last few days. That's kind of scared me a few days ago when I woke up, and I was like, "Oh no!" I hate that. I, that's where I that, that's that, that's sucks right now. Where it's like every time you feel like a little like drained, or like you got like an itchy throat or something like that, or you cough or you sneeze, you're just like, "Ah oh, shit!" Like I hate that. Like, oh I understand yeah, where, it's that lingering fear in the back of your mind. It's like, uh oh, no, no brain, yeah. don't you go to there. Don't yeah, you go to there? You, no, it's not what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, or it's like you're in public and like you, you know, have a mask on. I like I was grocery shopping the other day and I have a mask on. And I sneeze. I'm like, everybody like stopped. It's like I felt like everybody just stopped staring at me. <laughs> I was just like, I know it like, sounds funny, but I, you know what? For everyone else and how jumpy people are, and even the mention of COVID nineteen, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like an entirely different world that we're living in now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we can joke about you joke about it only because there's nothing else we can do about it right now. Um, besides, just do our best not to get it. True. Um, which unfortunately, a lot of people don't seem to understand. Agreed. It's, it's not over. But anyways, um, yeah. Um, no, they're not. You know, doing okay. You know, just uh, got off work a little bit ago. A little tired, but uh, I'm happy to be doing this. Got a white white claw right here. A couple of white claws sitting in front of me, so that's nice. Always uh perks me up a little bit um big fan of the black cherry black nice. color, by the way. Black. i had the mango one not too long ago disgusting it's awful <laughs> i don't know why people like mangoes it's just it's it's awful it's just too much it's too much you know fuck that i'm black cherry it's the way to go <laughs> it's the way to go guys gables you agree right oh man i wouldn't know i don't drink gables agrees see yeah see? right there he heard it uh. he heard himself <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah no it's it's been okay um yeah, no, you know, just no, uh, no, oh, yeah, no, 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 I feel like I'm like forgetting something happened this week, but it's been like a, the last two days. It felt like a week in itself, so it's it's hard to hard. To, oh, I had a massive hangover yesterday, so that was <laughs> oh that was man. Yeah. I drink like uh, these like white claws are like five percent, but they taste so good. Like you just drink them and they're, they're like they taste great, and you just drink them and you're fine. And then next thing you know, you're like eight, eight, nine deep, and you're just like I am fucked and that's pretty much what happened to me on friday night where i went out with my family and drinking light off fireworks stuff like that and i was just like i, I drink like 15 of them i was like oh boy 
And uh, I haven't got drunk in, in quite a while, though. I feel like I've you know got tipsy on the show a few times, but it's been a while since so I've gotten like really drunk. And uh, I was very drunk that night, and uh, woke up next day, and it was just spin city, you know. Oh. So, yeah, that was not fun. I don't I don't miss that. I was like, this is stupid. Why do I drink? Why do I drink? And I say that as I'm drinking White Claw, but I you know it's a, yeah we ask off that question all the time. But um yeah I don't know. Other than that, uh, you know it's been a fairly We've had some news this week, but you know it's still you know it's it's more it's more than what we usually get for July, you know, because usually it's like we have E three and then it's dead until like August maybe, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know. We've been a little spoiled, I guess, a little bit in that sense where we have a little bit more to talk about. But uh, uh, I guess you well, should we actually should we do gaming first, or do you want to do news first? Let's do news first. Okay. Yeah. I feel, yeah. It's probably better. Uh, so we'll jump into the. I think the. First big big thing um, that happened this week was um, uh, Evo got canceled. It's the uh, like one of the world's biggest uh, fighting uh, tournaments every year in Las Vegas. Um, just kind of feel like it came out of the blue, where it's just like I've been. It was I think it was supposed to be happening uh, this weekend too, wasn't it? It was supposed to be happening this weekend. Yeah, yes, it got canceled I, a few days before. Yeah, so it's supposed to be online only this year. But yeah, I, I, specifically I think it's in like August because I think. When I went to Vegas with the Talk Ship guys, I think Evo was going on that weekend, but wow. um, I, I could be wrong. Um, so, anyways, so pretty pretty crazy. Uh, start off. So, this is an article here on the Verge I found that pretty much goes through everything. So, uh, fighting game tournament organizer Evo has canceled Evo Online and removed its co-founder and president from the company after a serious allegations surfaced about his past behavior. The long-running esports event had previously been scheduled to take place in uh, the new online-only f- uh, format starting July 4th due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Joey Cellular, who will no longer be uh, involved, this is a quote from the, the company, uh, involved with Evo in any capacity. Uh, Tony Cannon, now another of the organizers' co-founders, will uh, take over as CEO going forward. Uh, Cellular uh, came out and apologized in a tweet. It said he um, he was not pr- proud of his actions. Um Basically, it came out that uh, started off with uh, Mikey uh, Crackprawn, I believe is his name, or his gaming, his online tag, uh, had alleged that back in the uh, the nineties or early two thousands, when he was a teenage boy, uh, that that Tony had made uh, inappropriate, uh, uh, tried to do some inappropriate shit to him when he was when he was a kid, and it came out a bunch of other people came out back and uh, and said that when they were teenage boys that he had done the same thing. So. Uh, that happened. Then Capcom, NetherRealm, Bandai Namco, uh, all came out, uh, all backed out of it and said that we're not, we're not going to be a part of this. Um, and then pretty quickly, uh, the Evo Twitter came on and with like it felt like minutes came out and had released some of his duties. And he came out and uh, you know admitted what that he had done it. Tony did, and that um, and that they're going to refund everybody that had paid for uh, the the online badges. And that any money, uh, all the money that they was paid towards them, they're going to give back uh, and donate to Project Hope, uh, which is pretty awesome to hear. Uh, trying to you know finding some positive and a negative, but uh, turns out this uh, uh, this uh, Tony Sellier or to- I'm sorry, what was it? Joey Sellier. I keep saying Tony. Joey Sellier. It's Joey Sellier. I get Tony the, uh, was mix the guy up. that's sticking over. Tony's the new guy. Yeah, Joey's the old guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, Joey's uh, he's gone. He's a piece of fucking shit. I'm glad he's gone. But uh, I don't. know. I mean. I'm not the the fighting game guy. I think it's I like to go on YouTube every now and again. I'll watch like Smash Brothers clips clips from like um, 
from from like Evo or like you hear some crazy shit that happened at Evo, I'll go on and check them out. And uh, there's usually some like, cr- like cool announcements that come out of it too, like DLC characters or no shit, yeah, updates to the, the new to the fighting games to come out of it. But I mean, this is the, the biggest uh, fighting game convention every year, um, and it's shocking to hear. Like, I mean, literally within like hours, this went from Evo's happening this weekend to Evo's canceled. Um, uh, what, what was your because you're more into the fighting game uh, culture than I am? What was your reaction when you heard about this? Honestly, it was a bit of shock, only because of the allegations surrounding the CEO, Mr. Wizard. But at the same time, I understood why a lot of factors led to the canceling of Evo this year. I felt that this was a great job by Evo as a company to settle things quickly by removing the CEO and appointing Tony in his place. It sucks all the way around, because even with this year being pretty much like a fog year and with the COVID stuff going on and everything else fighting game community stuff yeah the community of fighting games is very important in regards to the structure of how Evo is presented and how Evo generally goes forward you know in terms of the prestige the tournament this and that but I understand with all the different factors and in including the heavy accusations with against Mr. Wizard and stuff, this was the natural decision, and I really liked the way that this was tackled by Evo as a company. And now they got to look for different ways to evolve this, to distance themselves from Mr. Wizard in that regards. It's going to be a hard, it's going to be hard regardless, because you're going to have a lot of people that are not going to want to associate with Evo any longer because of the dark dealings that were happening underneath a lot of people's noses. I do not want to speculate. I do not want to go any more into detail in regards to that. But at that, but at this point, this is going to be sort of a restructuring, sort of a rebirth of Evo inside of a different way. It's going to be completely different next year, but at the same time, it's sat all the way around. And plus, not a lot of people were going to be attending it anyway, only because of the COVID stuff. It was switched to online anyway because of certain games not being available. Certain games not working via netcode, but uh, that's honestly the whole aspect of Evo really seems like an afterthought in comparison to what uh, Mr. Wizard was doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking terrible. I, I'm, you know, I bravo to... Um... Everybody that's left at Evo, I mean, like it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that you know one person can bring this whole thing down, but uh, it's it's probably the only route they could go in a sense where yeah, I mean if it, if it was just uh, a rank and file employee or a president or someone like a top top rank employee, maybe it'd be okay. But this guy's the co-founder of it uh, and still running it day to day. I just they didn't really have much of an option, and with it being online, it's probably you know it's it's. I wonder, you know, if if it, if this was a normal year and this happened, maybe it would still go on because I mean it was just literally a couple of days beforehand, and you have people literally flying into Vegas for this event. Um, so maybe then they wouldn't be able, they wouldn't have canceled it. But uh, I mean, I, I feel like you know, with with everything going on, like they had no real other choice other than doing it. it yeah, it's it's awful. I, I you know I'm happy that with everything going, it's been a pretty shitty year. Um, but I mean, in the positive, it's like pieces of shit like this are being like we're seeing this all over the internet lately, where like pieces of shit are being outed 
um, for terrible things they've done in the past. People are feeling more comfortable talking about the things that have happened to them. So yeah. um, it's unfortunate that it's 20, 25 years too late maybe for a lot of people, but just trying to find those, you know, those, those positives, those things you can like point to in this year. It's like, good. Like this, this fucking guy will never work in this industry again. Probably career is over. Professional career is over. I don't see where at this point where this guy can go, at least at like any uh, powerful level. He'll never have power or anything ever again. Hopefully or shouldn't. Um, and I'm hoping, I mean, it's unfortunate. Like I hope Evo can recover from this. Like I, you know, like I said, I'm not a big fighting game community guy, but like, I, it's it's awesome. You you, like, you love to see these big things that bring people together, whether it's video games, movies, TV shows, whatever. Like it's awesome to see that, and like just like especially as shitty as this year is, to have something to look forward to. You know, it just seems like one thing after another is happening this year. Um, it just sucks that um, this one piece of shit um, is taken away from a lot of people as well. Um, but I mean, bravo them. And I, I hope they can come back. I hope next year, maybe like they can, like I said, they maybe they need to rebrand or like maybe it's change a name, sell it off. I don't know. I hope like, they don't have to, but it's like, maybe they have to like give it, like have somebody else take over, take the reins from it. Um, like, I, I definitely want this thing to keep happening. Um, cause it's, it's not their fault. You know, it's not it's this one guy, you know, fuck this up. And he's like, he's already fucked over. He's, he's ruined the lives of a lot of other people. He shouldn't have like, I hope that he doesn't ruin the lives of all, like of the fans of this event and this industry, um, you know, as well. Like, I hope that we can erase this guy. I don't, I don't know if necessarily want to erase. Like, we need to remember, like, he's piece of shit and all that. But like, we this hopefully this company can move on and still you know grow and prosper, and hopefully these companies will come back in time. But who who knows what what will happen? But um, yeah, I don't know. Fuck that guy, um, and you know, hopefully we can. Well, hopefully next year things will be back to normal for for them as best you know, as best as possible, and everybody's learned a lesson. Maybe they need to vet people a little more often, a little better. And you know, people, like like I said, like people are now feeling more empowered than ever to come out and talk about things. So uh, hopefully, you know, like things like this won't happen as often as they they used to. Um, but uh, it's, do you want to, anything else you want to talk about before we move on, or should we go ahead and move on? Let's go ahead and move on. Alrighty, uh, trying to get into some different topics here that aren't as serious because I mean, there's not really more serious than that bullshit. Uh, but yeah, um, so this kind of came out of nowhere, really. But um, so the NBA 2K21 uh, for the next gen consoles, PS5 and Xbox Series X, um, are going to be seventy dollars. Um, which I think at first glance, for a lot of people, was like, oh, okay, that's that's not. I mean, that's not too bad. I don't think for for. Uh, for us, like that was like a thing I, I put in the talk ship uh, page, and I talked and like those people talk online. It's like, okay, you know what? It's been sixty bucks for fifteen years now. Seventy dollars um, is it, it's understandable at this point. Like, gaming has definitely cost more money. What, what, when you when you heard just hearing the fact games might be seventy bucks next gen, what was what was your reaction to that? To be perfectly honest with you, I really didn't care either way. And I have a reasoning for that. One, going into this generation, and even towards last generation where games were $60, I treated it as the same way as I did in years past. I bought the games that I liked, and I waited for everything else to get a price drop. The next generation's not going to be any different. 
I sure as hell do not want to spend $70 for one game as a base price. I think that's fucking ridiculous. But, given the fact that I seldomly buy games for full price, it doesn't really matter to me that much. So, I can get why if people are angry that games are $70. To be honest with you, back in the 90s, and also back in the early days... There were certain games that were priced higher because of memory, in terms of memory chips, in terms mm-hmm. of licensing stuff. That's an argument to be made, even though compared to, say, today, those games back then were complete. These games that are right now, that's the base price for a lot of them especially if it's a free-to-play game. So if you're paying $70 for a game, say, like... Well, let's let's, let's just say that uh, another Destiny game comes out, right? And the baseline's going to be $70. Well, you know for a fact it's going to have DLC. You know for a fact it's going to have some form of an expansion. Maybe there's going to be some microtransactions. But what I'm getting at is you don't get the complete game when you spend that $70, as opposed to when you did back in the 90s and the 2000s. Hmm. As a matter of fact, you'd be paying more in that regards, I would argue. But in general, I don't care, because I play what I want, and I wait for price drops. What do you think, Tyler? You know, like I said, I, I'm, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, that sucks. Like, Definitely, like, do I want to pay $10 more? No. But do I get it? Yeah, like, do I want like the games to progress as they have over the over the last decade or so? Of course I do. So I understand that, but you know, it's like my my main issue is with this is like the the first person to do it. If it would have been like oh, Square Enix is doing it, or uh, fucking Nintendo or PlayStation or whoever, like they're doing it. Okay, whatever. But when it's fucking 2K doing it, that's the part that irritate like that irritate me a little bit because like especially with the NBA with the NBA franchise where they are known for like they make their games so you have to buy their uh, their microtransaction bullshit like we have to pay real money for your basketball player in the video game to get a haircut. Yes, or, and that's like particularly the reasoning why that a lot of people are so angry too because look at the company 2K like you were just saying they are synonymous from their previous games doing minuscule microtransactions to add up to try to lure people into spending more than what they should on chintzy shit. And then, you know, on top of this, their next NBA games will be 70 bucks. Hell, if you want to get both versions, say for PS4, PS5, or Xbox One to Xbox Series X, $100. Yeah. That's that was, fucking ridiculous. That was our next point. Yeah, it's like the, the the fact that like we're like like EA is giving you if you buy Madden on PS4 and Xbox One, they're gonna give you a free upgrade to the next gen console. A free upgrade. EA is, and 2K is like, oh, you want to you want to upgrade to the the new consoles? Well, you gotta buy the hundred dollar edition to get to get that. If you oh, no, you gotta buy the PS4 and Xbox One, uh, you buy the hundred dollar version for that console to get the upgrade. Yeah. So the, you could argue, like, you could argue, despite EA having a specific limitation when that's going to be available, they're still offering the upgrade for free. Yeah. Whereas 2K is not even providing that option. 
they will allow you to buy their game at a decent pr- at their at their baseline price of seventy dollars for PS5 and Xbox Series X. But if you're the outsider looking in and you want both versions of the game for the system that you're going to invest with next, you got to spend a hundred dollars. So you you're basically spending yeah. close to the same amount you would for two games. Yeah, it's like you're basically what you're possibly saving thirty bucks. If you're going to say you're going to buy the here's the thing with it more so than anything is like you're fucking over your heart is your hardcore fans more than anything. And maybe you can argue the heart. Most of the hardcore fans are going to buy the hundred dollar edition anyways. But even the ones that just buy the six dollar version, like you're fucking them over if they're going to buy if they want to upgrade. And, you know, how many people that do they that know that are like the cat? Because there's a lot of like, you know, that aren't like us, like that play NBA 2K that. They just buy the new one every year, like just like a Madden or anything else, or Call of Duty, whatever. They have no idea. They're planning on buying the PS5 or Xbox Series X at launch, but they had no idea they had to buy the hundred dollar edition to get to, to get the upgrade to that. So now they have to spend the extra seventy. That's just the whole thing. And then also, if you want to bring your progress over to, so say you just bought the six dollar edition for PS4 and you buy a PS5 and you wanted to bring your progress over to the PS5. If you only bought this, if you didn't buy the hundred dollar edition, you can't bring that progress over. So then you're even more fucked. You lose everything on that top of that. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. I don't like. I said I don't have a problem. Seventy bucks. That's if that's the going rate. That's fine. I get it. I understand it. I, and I understand. I, I even understand that. I know. I don't like it, but I understand that. Like a lot of the microtransactions and the DLC and the bullshit that we have now in gaming, it, that that's not going away either. Like that's gonna be around. That's gonna be around. That the, the genie's out of the bottle on that one. People are gonna get it like we're gonna have ubisoft games you're gonna have hey you like this costume like i bought assassin's creed odyssey and shit like that or any division or anything like that it's like oh you like this you like this hat or this this whatever it's like well it's, you can't the only way you get it is you pay real money for it you know like i understand that's not going away either and i it irritates me to a certain level but i, I get that that's not going away but it's just like NBA, like I, I love the NBA 2K games. I used to buy them all the time. And then as years progressed, where it just came more and more obvious that like, no, you guys are trying to like, you guys build this game. So I had to spend real money to actually progress in this fucking game without putting 60, 70, 80 hours into it. It's like to have any fun, you have to put another 20 bucks into it minimum. If you want to do like the My Player mode, we want to play as your character. It's like you buy the game, 60 bucks, and then you have to put another 15, 20 bucks into it so your character is half-ass decent to enjoy the game so you're not like like infuriated where he doesn't miss a wide open layup kind of shit and it's just it's just frustrating like I said, if it would have been anybody else besides ea if it would have been anybody even ubisoft we would been like okay that's fine you know whatever but it's just like, and then on top of that like if you were just if it would have been like okay 60 bucks you buy a ps4 and then you get a free upgrade to uh, the PS5, we would it would look okay, whatever, that's fine. But to, to hear they th- no, you, if you, you have to buy the hundred dollar edition to get the free upgrade, or to get not even the free upgrade, but to get the upgrade, and then hey, we're not going to stop our bullshit either. Like it's just baffling, and it's like I'm somewhat used to paying a little bit more for gaming because like we've seen it over the years. We're like, there's a deluxe edition for seventy bucks, or there's this edition for eighty bucks, or there's the crazy edition for two hundred bucks. Like that's been out there for a while, and it's like I'm used to like when I I buy a lot of my games digitally. Like on on PlayStation, like especially like the exclusives, I'll pay the extra ten dollars for like you get the you get this extra shit like you get a theme and a couple like things that uh, some gear or something to start the game off with. Like I'm I'm used to paying seventy bucks for games anyways. Like I already paid 
I paid 70 bucks for fucking, uh, I paid 80 bucks for Spider-Man because it came with a DLC pack. I paid 70 bucks for God of War, 70 bucks for Last of Us 2, 70 bucks for Ghost of Tsushima. You know, I unfortunately paid 70 bucks for Days of Gone, Days Gone. Sometimes it backfires, but you know, like I'm, I'm somewhat used to doing that. So it's like, it's not going to upset me that much in that sense. But it's just, yeah, like I said, anybody else, whatever. But these guys, it's like, fuck you guys. Like, I would love, like, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat looking forward to, like, we get uh, the NBA 2K20 as uh, the, is the PS Plus game this month. And I, I usually, that, that's when I play it for a little bit. And I get into it right. for a couple weeks. And it's like, ah, oh, it's free, but I won't put any money into them because I'm like, fuck you guys. This is, this is the only way I'll play your games. <laughs> you know, is because you know, is because you guys are so fucking money hungry and, and it's obvious and it's disgusting. So that's where I'm at. Anything you, you want to say before we move on? No. All right, cool. Uh, moving on to our next topic here. So Xbox Lockhart. Um, it has been something that's been out there for a while now. Uh, it's it's supposed to be like... It, at first, people thought it was like it was going to be the streaming-only console. Then it kind of gets turned into now it's going to be the digital-only console. Kind of like what PS5 has been doing, or is, is now they're doing. Um, but there's been a lot of crazy uh, deep uh, stuff that's been leaked um, over the past week with it. So... Uh, this July, uh, this month, Xbox is doing their first party event uh, for the new Xbox Series X. Um, there's been a lot of talk of like, okay, we can get a date, we can get a price. They're gonna now, they're gonna talk about Lockhart finally. Um, well, it sounds like Lockhart will be officially revealed in August. Uh, it is pretty much confirmed it's the digital only version. Um, it's gonna be a slightly more powerful than PS4 Pro, um, and that also the uh, this was something that really blew my mind out of this whole thing. That I think was the biggest news story, but if anything, is that originally going into the year, the Series X was supposed to come out in August, and then the Lockhart was supposed to come out in October. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty blew my that's mind. That's a mind blowing rumor. Yeah, so that was that was pretty much. I mean, it sounds like it's. Of, I mean, it's not going to happen now with everything happening. Uh, it's been delayed. It's gonna well, be absolutely delayed. not. That sounds impossible. Yeah, but going into the year before everything went crazy, uh, this was, was this was the original plan. Um, but that blew my mind, and I fucking wish that would happen. That's something I talked about a long time ago. It was like, so you guys don't have to release the fucking consoles in November. Release them in March. Switch is proven. If the games are there, and you have you know you have if it's the price isn't crazy, the, the games are there. People will go there. Absolutely. It's like, I, I'm like, this is something I'm saying. You don't have to release them in fucking November. And I think it's dumb to release them in the holiday season. And I, I understand, like, oh, it's going to be that's going to be the hottest. But it's like, the Switch came out in March. It was still the highest selling console the fall, that Christmas. Like, nine months later, still the highest selling console when it came out. Like I said, though, had the games to back it up. And maybe that's something that they needed. And. I've been saying that forever. It's like, you don't have to release in November. And there's been rumors that the PS5 and shit like that, maybe they'll release in October or something like that. So they can get that first wave out in October and they'll have the next wave right before Black Friday and another wave before Christmas. Um, but to hear that, it's like, I fucking love that idea of releasing the Series X in August. And if, hey, and when, when holiday come season comes around, there's this, this cheaper version and we don't know what the price is going to be. There's been a lot of rumors it's going to be the, the three to $400 range for the, the Lockhart um, in October, like, bam, there you go. It's gonna be more affordable and hopefully it doesn't piss a lot of people off because, you know, people, there's a lot of grandmas out there that might buy the console and not realize that you can't put discs in it. But I don't know. I mean, would you, what, what's your, what were your thoughts when you hear all this shit? Well, 
I honestly knew that we would be hearing tidbits and rumors on when Microsoft would be announcing their first-party content with a similar Direct style in the month of July. That rumor has been going around for a while now. As far as the whole Xbox Series X supposed to be going through and launching in August, that blows my mind. That if the COVID stuff didn't happen, more than likely that would that would have happened. It would have yeah. been a normal E3. We would have heard about it. Like, holy shit, we're waiting a couple months. Yeah, but that that's something. Real quick, I did, I did forget to mention that it was originally supposed to be revealed in June. The Lockhart was. So. Oh, okay. Well, honestly, thinking about it, there really isn't. Honestly, if you're going to be releasing a console in this type of environment right now, their main intent is to release before the PS5. And there have been rumors suggesting that the Series X is going to be releasing before the Lockhart console. We know Lockhart is is there. We know. We've known about it for quite a long while. Yeah. Hell, Sony's known about it enough to release a second version of their PS5. However, well, alternative version, let me just say that. But as regards to Series X potential launching, you know, hell, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they bumped it back a few weeks and we see it in September. Hmm. That's what I would think. You know, think of it this way. You release this premium console, the Series X, in September. It probably gets delayed by about a month. Maybe they were supposed to be releasing it in early August originally. But in regards to Lockhart, release a day and date with uh, the PS5. You know, maybe in October, maybe in November, maybe a week or two before Black Friday. In regards to this economy, I would more pressed to see that they would more aim for they probably would have aimed more for Black Friday give or take, because think of it this way if the rumors are persistent and Lockhart is supposed to be significantly cheaper than the Series X well, what would you buy during the holiday especially if it's during a Black Friday would you want a rumored five or $600 PS5 and maybe a digital version at 400 or do you want an Xbox Lockhart that could be around the same price as a Series as a, uh a baseline PS4, yeah. like a three hundred dollars or two fifty. <clears throat> same price as a Switch. Yeah, quintessentially a same price as a Switch. That honestly, I could see happening. It would be entirely possible. But other than that, other than that, I'm not too sure what else I can think about. Because uh, that's the first thing that pops to my head. It's like the whole Series X thing supposed to be. Releasing in August and everything else, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I I don't see it happening now. If like, because because there's a there's a rumor PlayStation State to play in August, and then the the rumor for a while now is that we'll get well basically everything Xbox and PlayStation will reveal everything, price, date, all that shit in August. I, I don't know if it can happen that fast, um, but I mean, but we saw Nintendo do it when they announced. It was like mid January they revealed everything for the Switch and released it March third, but this is a different year, different time. These are gonna be more expensive. Um, I just got this feeling, Tyler. I have this feeling that Microsoft is going to announce their prices first at the I, end I, of July. I, I, I feel mm, that. I, I I hope so because I just 
I used to, at this point want one of them to reveal price because that way they would force the other one, then the other one would finally reveal it because they're both playing chicken and it's yep. driving me goddamn nuts because I'm like, how much money do I need to fucking save <laughs> for these fucking yes. games? And when can I start pre-ordering shit? That's all I want to do. I want to pre-order it because I got anxiety because I want to make sure I get one to launch. That's all I want. I just want to make sure I get one to fucking launch. And that's why they're taking so long because as soon as one releases a price, they can undercut the other. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty much what's going to happen. So... I've talked about it before. I'm probably gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna get a PS5 at launch, unless everything goes fucking crazy. And so I'm hoping the Xbox reveals it first because that means the PS5 will probably be 100 bucks cheaper um, for all of us. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I just, man, like I said, I love that idea. Like, release it in August. Like, that's fucking awesome. Uh, like, uh, man, like that only that can happen. Like, and it sucks now. We're gonna have to wait till, you know, fucking. What seven eight until twenty twenty eight twenty twenty seven, to uh, for them possibly do this again. Uh, well, I guess we'll probably have a mid mid generation jump as well, like we did like this year. There will be a mid generation jump, Tyler. So maybe Let's we'll do not it. Get ourselves here. It's yeah. going to be similar to the last couple of uh, console generations, yeah. including this, where it's going to be like a mid refresh with different yeah. revitalized consoles. Yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll probably have like the PS5 Pro and all that, and the Xbox One XX or whatever, or Xbox Series Triple X, sort of the fuck they want to call it. Um, which I'm fine with. And that, maybe they could play with it then. Like they'd be cool. Like, hey, we're gonna release this in fucking April, or we're gonna release this in fucking July, and see how it does. And I'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll do just fine. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I hope you're right. Like I said, being July, and the, the rumor is it's gonna be like July 23rd. Um, I be that will happen, but. I have doubts about that because of this reason. Uh, Xbox uh, has revealed their their Summer Games Fest uh, game fest um, event. So starting July twenty first uh, through July twenty seventh, they're going to put a bunch of demos on their uh, on the Xbox store. Uh, there's going to be sixty brand new uh, game demos for upcoming unreleased Xbox games um, that will be you can check out. Um, they'll only be available for that week, so you can't play them anymore after that time. Um, and they said they're not normal game demos. These are going to be games that are um, sometimes not not completed. They're going to be a little buggy. It might be kind of goofy, which is kind of what it sounds like. It's basically like they said it's like stuff you would normally see on the show floor of at like an E3 or a PAX, where it's like these games are fully done. But like for the most part, people like, you know, it's like people that go to these events, they understand it and know it's going to happen. Where it's like these games are going to look a little funny. They might have some, some bugs and some glitches in it, but they understand that. Um, so they announced that's going to happen, and they gave off uh, a few of the games are going to be there. Um, are going to be Chris Tales, uh, Destroy All Humans, uh, Haven, Hellpoint, Skatebird, uh, The Veil, uh, Raji, uh, and Welcome to Elk. So pretty much all these are like you know uh, indie games or like Destroy All Humans. In this case, is a, a remaster of a older game. Um, but what's your what's your thoughts on the uh, the Xbox Summer Game Event? later this month i think that's awesome why it's because we're getting a similar experience to what would have been on e3 showroom floor the only exception is we're going to be competing with other people to download specific demos onto our systems and play them for a limited amount of time i understand right however in regards to what games are going to be on there they have announced what some games are However, we do not know the entirety of what's going to be available to play. Uh, well, honestly, we'll know soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why I don't 
fully believe the July 23rd rumor because, well, maybe, I mean, maybe they released a bunch of shit on July 21st, but that would kind of like you like lose two whole days of the event. Um, so I, I think it would be like, hmm. So July 21st is what? What day is that on? I was just looking at that. Is that a Monday? July 21st? Um, Let me look it up. July 21st is a Tuesday. A Tuesday. So I'm thinking maybe they do it July 20th. Or they do it early Tuesday, on July twenty first. They have their event, and Possible. and they're like, "Hey!" And then everything shown at this event will be and the demo, like, because I I feel like there's gonna be some bigger games out of there. Maybe they won't there have Halo Infinite, be. but they'll have something there that's a little bigger, maybe a little more, maybe not AAA stuff, but some AA stuff. But it's something I've, I've been asking for and talking about. I remember like way back, early beginning of the show, two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. I'm like. I would love it if they would put all like they show off all these badass games. Then we hear people like IGN and GameSpot and like our podcast and YouTubers like that talk about how they oh we got to play this behind the scenes or we got to go on the show floor and play these games. It's like why don't they put these on the fucking PlayStation or on the Xbox or Nintendo? Like put them on your shop and your stores and let us download them and play them ourselves. Like it's awesome to hear that. And I understand sometimes maybe I understand like a lot of these games don't get put on there because like they're years away from being released. And they're super buggy and they're glitchy, and those guys know to look for. And it's like you don't want to put like, "Hey, here's Spider-Man," and then, but it's, it's three years away and it's super buggy and it's not all not everything's all the graphics are done and all that shit. But it's like if a casual fan went to go play that and download, like this game looks like shit, and then they just never bought the <laughs> game. I get that, I understand that, but it's like um, to like you know, I think we're in a different age, and it's like like I said, like I think the people that are really that are looking forward to this event and all that will like they'll be the ones to like they understand a little bit more like what's going on. I mean, you put something out there. It's like when you go play these games, like, Hey, this is a early build of this game, blah, blah, blah. Like I won this forever and I'm happy to see it's happening. I'm, I'm curious how like maybe, maybe they won't do anything big this year. I think they'll do one or two big things, uh, but uh, maybe they don't want to overshadow everything else too much, but like maybe they see how this goes. And then this could be the potentially the future of where we see things. Finally, you know, seven, eight years after I've been asking for it, we'll, we'll start getting it. Um, but I, I I fucking love this. It's like it's something I've always said. Like Xbox has been killing it for like uh, for like the fans' perspective. They've done everything right except for the games. Like that's their like if PlayStation was doing all this shit and they had their games on top of it, like they would be untouchable. Like they would be fucking way above where fucking Microsoft is. And they are in gaming sense already at that point. But it's like I think the biggest thing that's keeping Xbox relevant. Keep them around is the fact that it's like all the cool shit they've done over the last few years, um, with with their gaming and like with their with the with the Game Pass and all that shit, like the Ultimate Game Pass, everything like that. Like they're that's like the big thing that's keeping them around, keeping them going, keeping them very much relevant. Um, so yeah, I I hope like they're willing to take chances, which is always the case. You always see that with like who's ever losing the war is always the one that's willing to take the most risk. Uh, you look at like PlayStation's like going back to indies. Like there's been a big indie thing. Like they announced like nine, or they revealed nine new nine indie games this uh, the other day. And it's just like you guys were big on indies at the end of the last generation, the beginning of this generation. And it's like once they like they took off and like we're just stomping Xbox. It's like ah, we don't give a fuck about indies anymore. And it's like now it's like all of a sudden they start to care about it. It's like maybe you guys, you know, you have a little bit of a gap going on here. Need some shit to fill in some gaps here. Um, so. And this is nothing but awesome news to hear, and I'm I'm, I'm happy that uh, we're doing that. I, I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to see what else is on there. Anything, anything else for you, Gables, on this one? No, I'm good. 
Okay. Well then, we are going to move on into our uh, actual what we've been playing this week. Uh, Gables, what have you been playing? Like I mentioned earlier, I embarked on a journey that I did not think was going to take place. To give a little bit of a backstory, on YouTube a couple of nights ago, earlier on this week, I watched a YouTuber by the name of JRose11. This guy has been going through playthroughs of Pokemon games for the better part of a year and a half. Predominantly, he's taking on challenges where he will do single, like solo run challenges. He'll do try to attempt to do damageless challenges and this oh, and that. Wow. So to give a little bit of background on it, this guy, J-Rose11, has done things like solo the entirety of Pokemon Red or Red and Blue with uh, Charmander or Squirtle or Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. Not evolved. You know, not evolved at all. No healing in between battles. He's done runs with, say, Ghastly and uh, Abra. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. What he does is uses this little game shark, right? He uses an actual game cartridge. Doesn't use save states or anything. So what he does, in the better part, in better sense of the word, is he types in a code which will replace the Pokemon that you choose at the beginning part of the journey with the Pokemon mm-hmm. that you want to go and do. So he's gone through the complete game with Ghastly, with Abra, with all sorts of various other Pokemon. And while I was watching quite a few of these, I was really intrigued with how he was progressing and how he would use different strategies utilizing what he had to contribute to his playthrough and what made things obviously very frustrating, very difficult. An idea popped into my head. Well, I want to do something similar. So I look at the games, I'm thinking to myself, what's a, what's a Pokemon game that I really know inside and out? Oh, okay, Pokemon Gold. Gold and Silver and Crystal. The Generation 2. I've played through Generation 1 a bunch of times. I really didn't have any desire to play it at that point so another idea popped into my head it's like hey can i solo run the entirety of pokemon gold with chikorita (laughs) (laughs) and then that idea festered in my head for a good solid hour before like you know what i'm gonna fucking do it so what did i do i pulled out my 3ds case out of my closet because i have it in the top of my closet unzip the fucker Pulled out my 3DS XL that I've had, my burgundy one. Got it plugged into uh, the charger and everything, charged everything up. Started my journey through Pokemon Gold with Chikorita. Going into this, I had a couple of ground rules. One, Chikorita could not evolve at all. So, no Bayleaf, no Meganium. Second... I did not want to heal in the middle of battle, so I forbid myself from even using status curing moves. So any type of potions, any type of status moves, any type of berries. By doing that, I realized from the get-go that there were going to be plenty of difficulties from the beginning portion of the game. So I started things off, I picked my Chikorita, I leveled it up to level 10 like I generally do with a starter through my normal playthroughs. Face my rival, okay, no difficulty whatsoever. Go up to the first gym. I leveled up my Chikorita by going through Sprout Tower. 
I was able to take out the Bell Sprouts with uh, using Tackle. So Tackle was one of my one of my moves that I used a lot up until I learned up until I learned a couple of other different types of moves. I'm pulling up the uh, move list here from ba- from Chikorita from Gold and Silver. So I had Tackle and Growl, right? I got up to where I learned Razor Leaf and Reflect. I believe when I first faced off against the first gym leader, Faulkner, I was at level 15, 16. Oh, wow. So I already had learned uh, Poison Powder and this and that. The beginning part of the game, you're going to earn plenty of experience. And because I did a little bit of extra grinding, yeah, you know what? I went ahead, took on Faulkner. What's hilarious? I faced Faulkner for the first time. Beat him. Accidentally dropped my 3DS. That's <laughs> something I don't do. I was in the car. I was playing in the passenger seat. And I dropped my 3DS, and what happened? It reset my fucking game. Oh, shit. So I had to go back and redo the gym battle. I lost the second time to his Pidgeotto because it used Sand Attack, decreased my accuracy, and it was able to go through. So the third time, I beat Faulkner. So Faulkner wasn't an issue, hardly at all. Now, I went through... I went through that, I believe it was like the... No, it wasn't a forest or anything. I went through a cave. I went through a progress that I made my way to Azalea Town. Did a lot of the various events there. But I ended up with Bugsy, the second gym leader. At this point, I was at level 19. So I figured to myself, you know what? I'm going to try the gym trainer and see if I'm able to beat him. I beat his gym trainers. When I went up to face off against Bugsy, I was able to take out his Metapod and his Kakuna fairly easily. Earned, I earned quite a bit of experience. But all that changed when I had to face off against his Scyther. Now, Scyther... Scyther! Scyther's interesting. Yeah, Scyther's very interesting. He's at level 16. He has three attacks. Quick Attack, Leer, and Fury Cutter. Now, Fury Cutter is a bug-type move, which has an advantage against Chikorita. On top of that, Fury Cutter's effect... The move gets powerful for each hit it does on Chikorita. Because I'm at level 19 and I'm having a tough time against Scyther and his attacks, he's using nothing but Fury Cutter. So my tackle is like base 55 power, like I'm a normal type, so it doesn't even gain advantages of Chikorita, you know, being a grass type. So the type stab boost that it would provide is not doing anything. So here I am chipping away at it, and I would keep losing. I would seriously keep losing without any type of effort, really, by Scyther. That was my first brick wall I came to. I decided then and there I had to grind. I tried to progress to the Elex Forest, but I encountered my rival again for rival battle number two. I could not beat rival number two, (laughs) the second battle for the rival. I had to level that I had to level my Chikorita up to the mid to late 20s in order to beat him to get into Elex Forest. What was holding me up is was because my rival had ghost pokemon. He had his Haunter, I know, he had his Ghastly, my apologies. As Ghastly, he had 
a Quilava at this point. So, Quilava, fire type. Highly advantaged. All of his Pokemon that he had on his team had an advantage against Chikorita. So, it took me quite a bit just to beat him. So, one of the Ilex Forest. I know there is a trainer that, treat, that teaches Headbutt. But, after I went to Ilex Forest, I had the startling, revel, like, startling realization of, oh my god, I need to beat Bugsy to gain access to use the HM move cut in order to progress to get to the trainer that teaches headbutt. So I had to level up my Chikorita again, knowing I could not get and learn headbutt. I leveled Chikorita up to level 29, where it learns body slam. Better base power move than headbutt. By about 5 points, it's 100% accuracy. However, it has a chance, a 30% chance to paralyze... Went over to Bugsy at level 29. I beat the Scyther, finally. I finally progressed because I had a powerful move that was not Tackle. <laughs> now, advancing on, go over to the Goldenrod City. Believe it or not, I beat, I beat Whitney the first try with Chikorita. I had progressed to such a level... I was able to steamroll her team, including her mill tank, and acquired the TM that I needed. And I was not aware that I needed it up until then. Attract. Attract is a move that comes into play later because there's something about my Chikorita that I chose that was completely different than what usually ends up happening. So... The Chikorita that I had chose the beginning portion of the game, turns out, is female. Hmm. In order to get a female starter, it is a 10% chance. A 10% chance to get a female starter. I happen to do it on the first try. So because Chikorita is a female, I teach it attract. Progressing on... I go and do the other types of uh, single-player events until I come up against Morty inside of uh, Ecrutique City. All of he has is ghost Pokemon. I was stuck on Morty for a better part of an hour because all of his ghost-type Pokemon know Curse and Spite. Curse is a ghost-type move. Basically, for Curse... To work on a ghost-type Pokemon, they have to sacrifice half of their health in order to place a curse on your Pokemon, which whittles down their HP by a lot each turn. So I would be losing to curse, or I would run out of power point moves with spite. So I had to level up again. I think I was in my 30s at this point. I finally steamrolled Morty. Now, going to gym battle number five, we had Chuck. He was the second most easiest out of the entire gym leaders that I had faced up to that point. He had two Pokemon, Primeape and Poliwrath. At this state in the game, I was able to steamroll them and <laughs> just clear them out. So they were a non-factor. But I'll tell you what was a very big factor, and I would consider one of the hardest gyms I faced in the entire run was against Jasmine in Olivine City. She has Steel-type Pokemon. Quintessentially, she has two Magnemites, 
which in this generation, Gen 2, introduced the steel type. So Magnemite is part electric, part steel. And they resist normal type moves. They resist grass type moves too. She also has a Steelix at level 35. So Steelix has moves like Screech, Sunny Day, Iron Tail, most specifically Iron Tail, a base 100 power steel move with 75% accuracy. So how I approach that, how I approach that is by teaching Chikorita Attract, leveled her up to inside of the 40s, managed to take out, I managed to take out Steelix, right? I was still having trouble beating Jasmine after that. Why? Because I would beat one of her Magnemites, beat Steelix, but I could not last against the last Magnemite because of Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom is a is a uh, normal type move that will progressively take away damage, right? So after about the fifth or sixth try, I managed to beat Jasmine and progress. Up until this point, I've already completed the side quest, you know, to get the uh, the medicine for Ampharos and everything else. I make my way to Mahogany Town. I go through the event where I defeat the uh, shiny Gyarados. And what's kind of hilarious, I did the gym battles out of order. So Jasmine, I did after beating Price. Price was another easy gym battle. Honestly, all I had to do was just use Body Slam against most of his gym trainers and with him himself. He only has is a couple of different Pokemon, which included Swinub and uh, Piloswine. But he did... Actually, no. He didn't even have Swinub. He had Seal, Dugong, and Piloswine. So, obviously, Chikorita has Razor Leaf, takes care of Seal and Dugong because of the water typing, and then Body Slams Piloswine into Oblivion. Hmm. But... The battle that really started off, the gym battle that really started off that I was going into this run dreading was against Claire in Blackthorn City because of her Kingdra. <laughs> Kingdra. Here's the thing. In order to get to Kingdra, I had to beat three of her Dragonairs all in a row. They know Thunder Wave. If I get paralyzed... They're going to outspeed me, and they're going to use moves like Surf, Thunderbolt, Ice Beam, Dragon's Breath. Obviously, it took me a it took me a lot of attempts. I believe it was by attempt eight. I want to recollect. I believe it was by by uh, attempt number eight that I was able to clear out her Dragonites. And I won in a dramatic fashion against that Kingdra. I was paralyzed by one of her Dragonairs. And I managed to body slam at just the right time. I got a critical. And I took out that Kingdra. I know I uploaded pictures too on Facebook and on Twitter as well. So there is actual visual proof that I beat Claire with Chikorita. <laughs> and freaking beat her Kingdra <laughs> with paralysis and all this other shit. But I'll tell you what. The biggest difficulty in this game was yet to come, and that was by playing off and trying to get the best of the Elite Four in Champion. The rival battle, the last rival battle before that, was relatively tame in comparison to how many attempts I tried to beat the 
Pokemon League. When I went into the Pokemon League, I was in my early 60s. Yeah, I was in my early 60s. Wow. So I was at level 62, 63. I was able, on my first attempt, to beat the entirety of William's team, which consisted of one or two different Pokemon that basically you could one or two shot. Actually, no, you had to... One that there was like two Pokemon that it took two shots of body slam in order to take out. But in regards to the other trainers, I could not get past Koga's muck inside <laughs> of the second. So I'm pulling up the Elite Four. I'm trying to remember exactly. Alright, so for Williams, during my first attempt, I was able to one shot the Zatu at level forty with my body slam. Was able to one shot Jinx. Two-hit KO, the uh, Executor. Slowbro, at that point, took like two hits with Razor Leaf in order to take down. And then Zatu took like two hits. Like I said before, Muck. I fell to Muck. But uh, I got so frustrated with it that I started leveling up. And I tried it again at level 73. So I leveled Chikorita up to level 73. I got a bit further... Actually, I got past Koga. Got past Bruno. Let's see. Bruno with his fighting types. I was able to get past Karen, the dark type Elite Four member, with her Umbreon, which took about two shots. Her Vile Plume, which would paralyze me, but I got past the freaking uh, Vile Plume. What's hilarious is the first time that I won against Karen inside the Elite Four. I almost lost that battle because I pushed the button and selected an attack too soon <laughs> before I initially wanted to, and I selected Body Slam instead of Razor Leaf against her Gengar, which almost cost me the entire fucking match because I was only down to about 10 HP. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like attempt number freaking... T- God, even to get to that point was like attempt five or six. But I'll tell you what was really stomping me. Now, up until that point, I was using the moveset of Body Slam, Razor Leaf, Attract, and Reflect. All those moves were really good, honestly. But I was only able, even at level 80, at level 80, I was not able to defeat Lance with my current set, with my current things. Because what would happen is I would get up to Lance. I would get up to Lance, but... I would be two-shotting his Gyarados, which would either set up Rain Dance or try some sort of water attack that was resistant. I go against his Dragonite, his first Dragonite. The fucker has three Dragonites on his team. His highest being at level 50. So the first Dragonite I face would know Thunder Wave. So Thunder Wave would paralyze me. Yep. I'd lose the speed advantage. I would two-shot it. In comes Aerodactyl. Aerodactyl would whittle down my HP. I would be able to take down the Aerodactyl, but I would be immediately set up with his Charizard to hit me with a flamethrower to whittle down the rest of my points. After much deliberation, after much deliberation and uh, thinking on my part, I had no choice. I had to grind even more. So I grinded Chikorita up. I grinded her up till around 92. So I went from going into the Pokemon League at my early 60s and grinded all the way up to my early 90s. It took me 30 levels of grinding 
I did it in between watching YouTube videos. I did it in between watching certain things. So the grinding didn't was not as monotonous as it could have been. The last form of grinding I took last night was... Well, actually, no, it was a few nights ago. I grinded... Yeah, I basically grinded until level 92. Because I had realized through my last attempt at the Elite Four... That in order for me... at Even at 91, I was not one-shotting the Gyarados. Because it would leave, I kid you not, 10 HP left. That's all it took. Then I looked at Chikorita again, and I noticed a couple things. One, I do not have a held item that's going to power up normal-type moves. I had to swing back. Go back to the Goldenrod City radio tower. Because after I cleaned out Team Rocket through their takeover... I forgot to talk to that one lady inside of the radio tower, this NPC that'll give you pink bow, which will increase the power of normal type attacks by 10%. So I needed that. When that didn't work, while I was in my mid-90s, I knew something was up. Okay, what am I doing wrong? So I go on to Cerebi.net, a website I've loved to use for a long time. Check out the moveset. Checked out what TMs Chikorita can learn. And then it dawned on me. There are two moves I could have teached Chikorita that would make this battle, that possibly would make that battle a lot easier. And I deliberated it into my mind. So after the 15th or 16th attack attempt on the Elite Four and losing, I decided to do it. The moves were Rest and Sleep Talk. In Generation 2, these moves were used a lot inside of competitive play. They were used for a simple purpose. Whenever a Pokemon would receive a whenever a Pokemon would receive a status ailment, or their HP would be whittled down, they'd use rest to recover their health and clear the status ailment. And then they would use sleep talk. Which Sleep Talk chooses a move randomly while the Pokemon is asleep. So like I was saying, I thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? This fucking would work. So what did I do? I replaced Attract with Rest. And I placed Reflect with Sleep Talk. I go back to the Elite Four. I beat the Elite Four. I go to the Champion. And then something crazy happens. I get to the same point, the same things happen again, and I get to the Aerodactyl, I'm paralyzed, right? However, I use Rest, and I recover all my health and clear the Paralysis stat, use Sleep Talk. I use Sleep Talk two times in a row. After using Rest, it selects Body Slam both times and defeats the Aerodactyl. So... Nice. Knowing that now I have full health, no paralyzed paralysis, no paralyzed status against me. I have my full speed. I'm able to outspeed the Charizard and defeat it in one hit with a body slam. The other two Dragonites come by. He uses his strongest Dragonite at level 50 to try to stunt me, but that doesn't happen because I two hit KO that damn thing with body slam. And the last one comes up. And I know, hey, if I get into a pinch, I'm going to use rest and sleep talk. And guess what? 
I still two-hit shot the last Dragonite. And I win against Lance, the Pokemon champion. So honestly, as soon as I did that, I set my 3DS on top of my laptop here. I'm listening to the end credits. And I have this the biggest sense of relief literally floats off of my soul. I sat in my computer chair, like I'm doing right now, for a good solid five minutes, just kind of reflected, it's like, holy shit, I did that. I accomplished taking Chikorita all the way from level five, beat the entirety of the gym leaders in Johto, go through Team Rocket, beat my rival, swept the Elite Four, and the champion, because... The reason why I did the Elite Four and Champion all in a row without any type of save states in between is because I wanted to go through the Elite Four and Champion all in a row, recovering and using ethers or elixirs when needed after the battles. So I take about I take that rest of that day off because I put in like about four or five hours inside of that fucking day just to beat the Pokemon League. And then a sense of dread comes over me the, later on that night. It's like, you know what? I can't finish it like this. I gotta be red. I gotta be fucking red. <laughs> so, after I beat the Pokemon Champion the next day, I go through the entirety of the Kanto region. All the other gym leaders, they were nothing. I defeated all the other gym leaders. The one that gave me the most trouble was Blue. However... Because Blue, also known as Gary, would have Pokemon inside their 50s. Some of them were alright. They weren't bad, per se. But I was able to two-shot some of the other Pokemon that he had. At this point, I'm at level 98. I'm at level 98. I'm at Mount Silver. Traveling through that cave is not bad at all. I have Max Repel, I'm able to go through, and then I come across the final battle in the game. I'm facing off against Red. First attempt I have against Red and his team, I'm able to one-shot his Pikachu with a Body Slam. So, his Pikachu is a non-factor. But what is a factor pops in is his Venusaur. Venusaur uses a combination of Sunny Day and Solar Beam. But it also has a dual purpose. I'm able to get out his Venusaur. And this is during my first attempt, mind you. But in pops his Charizard. And what does Sunny Day do? It powers up fire moves. So Chikorita, I go from having close to full health all the way my health gets depleted to nothing because of the strength of Sunny Day. And I'm looking at myself like, holy shit, Really? That happened. So this happened, I kid you not, about five times in a row. I managed to beat his Charizard by chance once to get to Espeon, but Espeon cleared out the rest of my health at that point. So I was facing another brick wall again. After the tenth attempt at beating Red, I looked at Chikorita's moveset again. It's like, you know what, let's try this one. So I tried teaching it Curse. Curse did not work because I'd be losing a lot of speed and... Because I'd lose enough speed, even if I did one-shot Venusaur, Charizard would still be having an active sunny day and would outspeed me and take me out in one hit. 
So I basically went ahead, leveled up Chikorita to the max. This is my last grind of this entire playthrough. I leveled it up to level 100. It's maxed now. Its attack is over 150. And I look at my moveset again. It's like, you know what? I gotta do something drastic. It's like, I need body slam. I need rest. I need sleep talk. But, I'm gonna have to make a sacrifice. So what do I do? I fly all the way to Celadon City. I go and exchange a bunch of uh, Poke Dollars for coins. I buy TM32 from the seller next door. What's TM32? Double Team. Hmm. The move Double Team. It basically increases... Well, actually, no. Well, yeah. It increases... Oh my god, I'm losing the sense right now. But what it does, your opponent pretty much loses accuracy to hit you every time you use it. So I had an idea. What if, what if I maxed using double team against Venusaur? And what if my evasion is up to the maximum level to where he's not able to hit me consistently? So, I try the strategy at first against his Pikachu, end up to discover he has a move called Charm, which decreases my attack. So I couldn't do it that way. So, here's how the final battle played out, played out against Red. I beat his Pikachu with one shot with Body Slam. In pops Venusaur. Venusaur is using the whole Sunny Day Solar Beam shtick. So what I do... I maximize double team. I use it six times in a row. At this point, Venusaur has already whittled down my health all the way to about a quarter. I use rest. I use sleep talk. And it selects it selected rest again because Venusaur kept using the fucking solar beam while Sunny Day was in effect. I correctly guess when I would wake up from sleep and I started going through Body slam after body slam on the Venusaur because he was missing Solar Beam because my evasion was at max. So, Venusaur is gone. In pops Charizard. Charizard missed two flamethrowers in a row. I was able to three-shot that Charizard because he only got off one flamethrower, but at that time, Sunny Day was not in effect. So he could not one-hit KO me. In pops Espeon. Espeon's a two-hit KO. In comes in Red Snorlax. Snorlax is a big old fucking beast. This dude is a tank. But this tank couldn't hit me. So what ended up happening is I use Body Slam three times. He uses Rest. And he also has another move. When Snorlax is asleep, there's a move he can learn called Snore, which would do attack damage against me. It only hit me once. But I was able to take out a Snorlax. God, after about using four or five body slams, he has one more Pokemon left. His Blastoise. So that's the last Pokemon between me and finishing up this run. And what ends up happening? I use two body slams, knock it out, and I beat Red. Nice. My run is over. I completely beat Pokemon Gold with Chikorita 
non-evolved. I steamrolled everyone. And how long it took me? 25 hours, 12 minutes. It took me the entirety of how a normal Pokemon playthrough would be for someone just starting out. I did it in under 30 hours. That shocked me. The amount of grinding I had to do, that in of itself surprised me as well. However, I knew that there was going to be hard points. The early game, I knew I'd be grinding to get past that Scyther. The end game, I was very surprised that I was able to find an adequate moveset to defeat the entirety of the Elite Four and Champion. I used the moves that I had. I mean, Body Slam, Rest, Razor Leaf, and Sleep Talk got me past the Elite Four. Against Red, it took Body Slam, Double Team, Rest, and Sleep Talk in order to pass him. I only have one active attack. Not even a stab attack in Razor Leaf. I thought about using Giga Dream, but that made no fucking sense after going through that amount of shit. But... After that, man, after I beat Pokemon Gold like that, I took a walk. Mm-hmm. I basically took my walk right then and there. It was like about... God damn. It was like about 2 or 3 in the afternoon. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. So I do that, and I'm like, oh my god. I got this gigantic weight off my back. But at the same time, I went past my limits in playing Pokemon games. And it was fun. It was fun because I added a sense of difficulty. But the next, but honestly, if I ever were to do that again, I am not going to spend so many hours in a row. My first night, Tyler, I didn't know this, but off and on, I played for about fucking nine and a half hours. Jesus. <laughs> Just that one day, and I spaced it through. I was fucking exhausted after that point. But after I got off of work Thursday, I grinded a little bit. Then on Friday, I went through and I beat the Elite Four and Champion. And Saturday, I fucking beat Pope, I beat Trainer Red. God bless. I spent like about a good solid four days on that damn thing. But yeah, I definitely am going to take a different approach the next time I try even a remote attempt. Even if if I ever if I don't ever want to do that again, I mean, hell, <laughs> I'm okay with it too. But <laughs> I proved without a shadow of a doubt you can go through the entirety of Pokemon Gold. With a Chikorita, unevolved, no healing in between battles. It is possible. <laughs> well, damn, dude. Oh. That's awesome. I, I, I would have I gave up after, like, gym battle number two, probably. But, dude, that's the thing. And it goes back to what I've been learning more about. is like, delaying gratification in regards to certain things that you would normally do. Like, for example, if I'm playing through Pokemon Gold originally... I'd be having my typical team of six. I'd be doing the typical safe route and have the Pokemon that I have. Okay, let's pick Cyndaquil. He's the fire starter. He'll get me through most of the early game. Then I'll get a water Pokemon like Gyarados or like this and that. And then it'll be like a typical playthrough, which will probably not even last me more than ten hours. I'm like, okay. Or I could do something completely different that challenges my set and bounds and pushes me past my limitations, which this one did. And I'm glad I attempted it. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I'm happy for you, man. That's that's cool. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I give up on a poop after like 20 minutes. So to, <laughs> to hear you 25 hours into it, that's that's fucking awesome. But um, that's cool, man. Uh, you play anything else though besides that? No. Okay. Yeah. Makes I sense. couldn't, dude. Yeah, that's true. After that, <laughs> yeah, you need a break. You need a cigarette and a bowl of cere- uh, bowl of uh, ice cream. 
I have not played anything today, and I'm quite honestly glad I'm not playing anything today. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. That's cool. Yeah, I, I get to go. After you beat a game, it's like you need a break. That's like, uh, like I, I get that. Like, you, you beat a game, you're just like, I, I can't I can't jump anything. Um, but in that sense, though, I kind of, you know, a game like Last of Us 2, it's like, that's a game where it's like, I just don't want to dive in anything for a while. And uh, I... I I felt that way, but I, I didn't. Like I mentioned last week, I, I jumped back in Resident Evil Three, um, right. played well, through Resident that. Evil 3, really? Yeah. So it was like I was joking around. I was like, "Oh man, after a, a really dark, heavy game like Resident Evil Three or uh, Last of Us Part Two, let's jump in this light-hearted, you know, Resident Evil Three game here. That'd be this would be fun." Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So I, um, I I went through. I jumped back into that. I, I was only like maybe an hour or so in. When I when I played it initially, I remember I I, I had like a, a thirty dollar off coupon for games for GameStop, and I ended up uh, buying it there. But I ordered it online because games our GameStop uh-huh. at that time was closed, and I got it the same day Final Fantasy VII came out. And I'm like, well, oh god, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII instead, and just kind of got pushed off, got pushed off, got pushed off. So finally, I'm like, I just need to sit down and play it. Um, so I jumped back in. I didn't realize though, like I was only like an hour or so in. But I was actually like a quarter of the way through the fucking game, so. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, so I beat the game. Uh, I, I did finish it. It was about, it was like four and a half hours um, to beat the game for me. <laughs> it's very short. I heard it was short, but I, I I heard it was like, you know, I heard it was like you know five to six hours short. But it's like, no, this is crazy short. Um, but I you know, I went I went through it. I I actually, it's a fun game. It's a fine game. Like, I think, I. I I'm happy I didn't pay full price for it, but I'm also upset I wasted a coupon on buying this game at the same time. Uh, oh I, like, I could use that for something else. But uh, no, I, it's 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 still it's a it's a good game. I, I the, the I was a Resident Evil Resistance or whatever the online thing. I have zero uh, uh, motivation to play that. It doesn't sound like anything fun. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I understand now why this game was supposed to be tied into Resident Evil Two. Like. Two and three were supposed to come out together, like in one package, but then three right. just was, was just wasn't coming together fast enough to be released. Um, that's why it came out in April instead. But um, I don't know. Like I said, it's fine. It's fun. It's definitely like and it's been out for a few. What came out April third, I want to say, and we're now into July, so it's been out four months. <laughs> if you can find it, if you can get it for like twenty, thirty bucks, it's it's definitely. I think it's if you enjoy the Resident Evil games, it's definitely worth the pick up. Then uh, I I can't. Are you, unless you're like the type that's going to replay this game a bunch of times, I I wouldn't understand why you want to buy this game, you know, at full price. But it's fine, it's fun. Like it's definitely I don't know if it's on par with Resident Evil Two, um, because this wasn't originally this wasn't even Resident Evil Three. This was Resident Evil. Uh, this was the side game, and then they were because PlayStation had the exclusivity to numbered games, they had to make this Resident Evil Three. Where Code, Code Veronica was originally was Resident Evil Three, um, and they had to switch, they had to swap the the names around. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, it it felt like for me like there was like a whole section of this game missing. To me, I was like, I felt like there was like a middle section that was just gone. Like, it felt like you know, like it just went straight from like, all right, boom, A, and then we're at we're already at Z. It's like okay, what happened to what happened to like? I feel like we did a little bit of B, some C there, then we just skipped from D all the way to Z, and it's like where the fuck did everything else happen? 
I'm like, what the fuck? So I went and I looked into like <laughs> into the game itself, like original Resident Evil Three, like what the differences are. And I guess there's like a whole like section that you took out of the game in a boss fight that I guess is like, but it's like for good reasons they took it out. Like it's awful apparently. So um, I guess in that case I'm happy for it. But like I don't like the the boss fights weren't all that great because like uh, with uh, with Nemesis it's just like kind of the same boss fights over and over again. It's kind of like the same complaint I had when I played Re- uh, playing through Resident Evil Six. Not as bad like. Cause, like, but like the Leon one, where it's like you fought the same, the Leon campaign, you fought the same boss right. over and over again. But that campaign was okay. And it's kind of on that par, I felt, where it's like, it's fun, it's fine, uh, but it's not like, it's not mind blowing. It's not to the part, the level of like where Resident Evil 2 was, where like Resident Evil 2 came out and blew people away. And I, I think people maybe had bigger expectations for 3, um, whether that's right or wrong, maybe. Uh, but I mean, I could see like, when the reviews came out, I saw a lot of sixes and like sevens. I was kind of shocked. I'm like, I, there's no way. But I can get that now. And like, not that it's a bad game. It's just that it doesn't feel like a full game in that sense. Where it's just like, I mean, maybe that's a good thing because obviously, like we we play games where it's like they overstay their welcome. Uh, and maybe it's it's always have to. Not, it's like I said, last about Last of Us last week. I'd rather have uh, not enough than too much. Uh, and maybe in that case, that's that's a good thing. But. No, no, it's fine. It's fun. I had I had a good time with it for what I did, but it's like I I beat the game. And I didn't even realize I was like at the, like I feel like I, I mean I, I got close to the end. I'm like I feel like I'm almost done, but there's no fucking way because like it, it tells you when you pause it, like it tells you yeah. your total play time, and I'm like I'm like four hours in. There's no fucking way I'm I'm close to done. There's gotta be a whole, like there's gotta be something else happens. And I was like, oh shit, I'm at I'm at I'm at the uh, final cutscene here. Like I beat the final boss. Oh now here's the credits. Holy shit! Um, yeah, like like I said, it, I liked it. It's it's fine for what it is. It's definitely not like a. I mean, it's been out four months, but it's not like you need to wait for a sale for this game if you're not going to play this multiple times. Like, I'm happy I bought a physical copy instead of a digital copy because I'm definitely going to take this. I'm going to trade this in and get some money back for it, and put it towards something else. But uh, yeah, no, it's a fun game. I, I don't have anything. Like the gameplay is fine. It's more of what you want from like a Resident Evil thing. It's actually a little more action right, right. than Resident Evil Two, where Resident Evil Two was kind of had more that's a survival horror to it, and this one's definitely more like uh, action packed. A lot more. You know, there's a lot more uh, zombies in the game. A lot more times you're forced to uh, into combat. But uh, yeah, no, it, like I said, it's fine, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, but yeah. I think that will be it for this this week. I'm not at the point, honestly. I'm just waiting for fucking Ghost of Tsushima. Got like, uh, like <laughs> it's what we got like a, about a little under two weeks ago now. So that's and oh my paper, god, dude! And Paper Mario comes out the same day. So I know we got like another nine days actually. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I, I can't wait. The thing I'm most excited for is honestly the reviews of Paper Mario. That's what I want to know because I want to know if that game's gonna be good or not. I haven't pre-ordered, but I, I'm gonna if it comes out and it's no bueno, I'm gonna. Go ahead and uh, give that a cancel. But uh, I hope it's great because that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, wh- I mean, what, what you got? What, what's kind of next on your uh, plate for uh, gaming gables? I wish I could tell you, but I'm not sure. Okay. I go by basically how I'm feeling at the moment. One week I'm playing through a bunch of Xbox 360 games like the Halo series, and all of a sudden this week I'm like, oh, let's play through Pokemon Gold with a solo Chikorita run. I'm like. I basically have the o. I have like a freaking ADHD sense of gaming. You know, it's yeah. it's. I go to this one. I go that one. I go this way. I go that way. So honestly, for everyone else that's listening, it's like you'll never know until I'm actually going through the actual week 
<laughs> so it could be just that. about anything. I get that. You get, you still got Final Fantasy VII and uh, Last of Us Two though sitting in plastic, don't you? I got that. Yes. You I also got Horizon Zero Dawn sitting in plastic. I got God of War that I've you never played. So I got plenty of stuff that I can still play. It's like you're like personally attacking me right now. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, if I wasn't gonna personally attack you, I could just like uh, buy Hyperlife Drifter and I'll play it for a couple different years. Don't why why do you gotta be so mean? Now you've gone too far, Gables. You've gone too far. Oh, oh but, my uh, lord! Anyways, guys, uh, that's gonna wrap it up for us. If you want to uh, see more from us, uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. Just look up Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast, Drunk Nerds Pod, Drunk Drunk Nerds. Look for us all those places, and you'll you'll, you'll find us. Follow, subscribe, like, uh, thumbs up. Uh, comment, review, five stars, uh, whatever you could do to help us, we really would appreciate it. Um, also, twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Check out Gables there. Um, but uh, I was your host, I was Tyler. And this has been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, stay safe, wash your hands, wear masks, you dirty yes. things. Yes. And on most importantly of all of that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number